Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. on CITR 11.9 FM, Vancouver. Hey there, listeners. You're listening to 101.9 FM, CITR, and uh, it's a beautiful day in Vancouver here, and hope you're enjoying the weather, and... Uh, Probably sitting at the beach, drinking uh, um, some some booze. Featuring a sample from somewhere deep within the soundtrack to the 1978 Bollywood film Don. That was the Indian composer duo of Kaljanji Virji Shah and Nanji Virji Shah, infamous brothers during the 70s. 
but that was remixed by Dan the Automator. That was known as the theme to Dawn. I've listened to parts of the soundtrack to that uh, classy Indian B-movie. Most notably for the plaid blazers on display and some crazy dance acts. I can't actually identify the original song where it came from unless it's not on the soundtrack itself, which tells me I need to watch The Fool Done. It was uh, that track we just heard can be found on an out of print 1998 album, Bombay the Hard Way. Guns, cars, and sitars. Featuring plenty of the Kalyanji Ananji music. And the brotherly duo started off in music together from a, a teacher who owed their father some debts. And eventually, Kalyanji became a proper musician in their native Mumbai in the mid 50s, playing the clavier line on the 1954 film Nagin for the musician Hamant Kumar. In 1959, he made his first score on his own, Samrat Chandragupta. But later that year, his younger brother Anaji joined him for Sata Bazaar, and later on Madari. In the 60s, their reputation grew, and they started winning awards for music for films like 1965's Himalaya Ki Godmine and Jab Jab Full Kile. And along with Dan the Automator, Kalyanji Ananji were sampled by acts like the Black Eyed Peas, and the multiple songs appeared on late 90s compilations that played up the raga funk. Kalyanji died in 2000 at the age of 72. Ananji is apparently still kicking, but he's helping to uh, develop new talent. In Bombay, the hard way originally touted uh, having some connective tissue to DJ Shadow, but the turntablist only did some light drumming for about a half hour for some of the songs. But the press latched onto his name in the wake of his 1996 debut, introducing. As a result, Shadow distanced himself from the album. And part of the reason why the album likely disappeared was due to copyright infringement. However, there's a sequel, Bombay 2, Electric Vindaloo. And it featured more collaborators like Ursula 1000, DJ Me DJAU, Mixmaster Mike, Steinsky, a little kid koala action. And in the background, this is Le Fontaine. Off their 2013 album Magic Touch. This song is Gananda. The Toronto duo of Lorenz Peter and Heike Silaste rely on multiple vintage synths and drum machines to come up with their sound. Both have had a strong history in that local music scene, appearing in past bands like Corpus, Processors, Digital Poodle, and Kinder Adam. So good evening and welcome to another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's Jet Lag Community Radio Station, CITR. We are your voice UBC here at 101.9 FM. We broadcast at 590 watts here from unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest here on campus, where there actually were some girl guides touting cookies. I think they recorded something here, too. So I heard. Anyways, you probably heard... You can hear us if you're in Lormana, B.C., from Squamish down to Bellingham, Washington. All those areas, but elsewhere where the internet goes, you can find us at www.citr.ca. My name is Gak, and I have come back. And I'll be recalibrating your and my circadian rhythm for the next two hours. So hang in there, and don't fall asleep, unless you absolutely must. Phone number for the station, those listening live, is 604-822-2487. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point since we're mixing everything live. And uh, somebody says to write some stuff down to have some sense of what he's going to be doing. But you can email me anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter 
at Hundredair. I'll tweet something out soon. I'll cite CITR Radio. And you can find me that way. Exploding Head Movies is also on Facebook and Tumblr under its God-given name. So this week, I'll touch upon uh, some of the scorework of the recently deceased Keith Emerson, late of Emerson Lake and Palmer. And I won't actually play any other prog rock, mostly because uh, when he died, there's uh, one of the competing frequencies here, I think, just went whole hog on all their wonderful organ work. But uh, last week, you did hear a classical cover from Emerson's previous act, The Nice. So listen to some strange 70s and 80s style orchestral rock, along with some video game music from the 90s. It's going to be rather brief, since a lot of Emerson's stuff is of its time, and a lot of its long form. But otherwise, yeah, last week I was in Bangalore in business, and uh, yeah, I can describe a little bit more about the trip, but uh, for the first half hour show, the show or show of the thing, um, we'll focus on a whole bunch of Indian music. Because I know last week I pre-recorded some stuff tired of the Jarjing Limited, but we can touch upon some other stuff. So we're going to start with the daughter of India's most famous musician who will be in town this week with her own music. She's Anushka Shankar, a sitar player much like her father, Ravi Shankar. She's also the half-sister of Nora Jones through Ravi's previous marriage. And uh, Anushka has collaborated with acts in the past as diverse as Jethro Tull. Philip Glass, Sting, and uh, Kashkale. Although she's maintained a connection to her dad's classical sitar work. And she also dabbles in flamenco, electronica, and world beat. So her latest album is Land of Gold and focuses on the plights associated with the international refugee crisis. Also appearing on that album are guests like MIA, Vanessa Redgrave, and Alive Lenz. So Anushka will be visiting the Chan Center for the Performing Arts here on UBC campus this Friday, April 8th at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $60 and they're available through www.chancenter.com or by calling 604-822-2697. Now, before that show, there'll be a pre-show talk with Dr. Renisa Mawani. So that'll be at 7.15 at the Chan Center's Royal Bank Cinema that same day, Friday, April 8th. But... Uh, there will also be a conversation between Shankar and CBC Radio 1's Cheryl McKay this Thursday, April 7th at 6 p.m. inside the Pyatt Hall at 843 Seymour Street. So we get some more context into her life and her music and the themes behind Land of Gold. So from that album, this will be Anushka Shankar with the boat to nowhere here on Exploding Hem Movies, CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
sad. Oh, nothing, really. <laughs> Not very convincing, Jane girl. Whatever it is, I've got just the cure for it. One, two, three, four. Did you know CITR has a women's collective? This brand new collective is all about providing and fostering a community for women who are or who want to be in radio, fighting the gender disparity in media, and centering women's voices and issues. If you are a female-identified person or ally who's already involved in radio or wants somewhere to start, this collective is for you. Email womenscollective at citr.ca for more information and to get involved. And tune in Friday at 6 p.m. for the collective show, Lady Radio, featuring music, interviews, events, news, commentary. Basically anything we care to talk about. See you then. Well, how do you like it? There's only one word for it. Terrific. <laughs> you know, I'm so proud of it. It's almost indecent of me. From his Oscar-winning score to the 2012 film The Life of Pi, that was the Toronto composer Michael Danowith leaving India, referring to the initial boat ride that the protagonist in the film takes. Life of Pi was based on the Canadian author Jan Martel's well-regarded book of the same name, and Ang Lee directed the adaptation. At the time, the film won four Oscars, including one for Best Direction, as mentioned at the top, Best Original Score. Back in 2013, I profiled Dana's score twice, leading up to the 85th Academy Awards. Naturally, once as a nominee, and again briefly as a winner. So yeah, I had a very short trip to India. It takes about one day to get there because you're dealing with flights that connect through. There's nothing direct that gets, at least for me, Bangalore. So two new nine-hour flights, layover in Frankfurt, and of course the time it takes to get, to get to Vancouver Airport, and the time it takes to get out of Bangalore. So I landed Monday morning around 1.30 a.m., didn't check into the hotel at 3 a.m., and of course I had to work a full day there. Felt kind of the right amount of time to be there, and actually that marked my first ever vis visit to India, a place I've been curious about in the past, though uh, primarily 
by its cultural influence more than the country itself. And Bangalore, otherwise known as Bengaluru in the Kannada language, is the third largest city in India known for its technological prowess. I've known many people from that city. I can confirm that they warned me that their traffic system is a mess. But many people move to Bangalore for easy work, particularly on the IT side. It's pleasant climate in comparison to the rest of India. And the locals are some of the friendliest there are in the nation, at least. That's what the people there tell me. But based on all the tech that's been there, especially for those people who've worked elsewhere and headed back to continue doing that type of work, they brought back a whole bunch of things, so... One of the things I was surprised by is they have a decent microbrewery scene. And there's one a couple blocks away from the uh, hotel I stayed at, which worked out quite nicely. So, Anyways, uh, behind me, this is Corner Shop with one of the instrumental tracks off their 1997 album, When I Was Born for the Seventh Time. The song is, It's Indian Tobacco, My Friend. And Corner Shop are the Wolf Amberton and Lester Bourne act that featured uh, Jinder and Avatar Singh, along with David Chambers and Ben Ayers at first. But over time, Jinder and Ben picked up some other musicians along the way as they blend Indian raga, Britpop, and other hand-me-down electronic vibes for a highly unique sound that uh, has morphed over time and honestly from song to song. They've toured with Beck, Stereolab, and Oasis, and they had a big hit in 1998 with Brimful of Asha. So we'll listen to another song off of When I Was Born for the Seventh Time. The song has some turkey gravy in it. Corner Shop with What Is Happening. Candy got it for two eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also have like a five pound can of mashed potatoes for three ninety five. 
come out to combating Islamophobia in the media, a community forum on the mainstream media's role in either reinforcing or fighting Islamophobia in Canadian society. This Wednesday, April 5th at the Mount Pleasant Neighborhood House. Come out to hear firsthand the experiences and perspectives of Muslim communities. The panel will feature speakers including Ithroth Saeed, PhD candidate at the SFU School of Communications and Women's Studies instructor at Langara College, Danny Ramada, journalist and Syrian refugee himself, Baruba Jamal, a Pakistani Muslim immigrant and founder of The Talent at UBC, and more. Come out and learn how you can make a difference.
from the soundtrack to the P.D. James adaptation of her novel Children of Men, directed by Alfonso Cuaron from 2006. That was Cyrus with Indian Stomp. And Cyrus is a dubstep producer from Croydon, and he developed a notoriety with his record label RTP in 2003. And he managed to parlay that to a regular pirate radio gig in 2004. His pirate radio still a strong presence in the UK. Otherwise play music they don't hear on the mainstream radio. And eventually looks like BBC Radio 6 or the 1X Digital offshoot scoop them up. Good little pressure cooker that way. Anyways, Osiris has been relatively silent since 2011. Kind of the point where the dubstep wave ebbed through the commercialization. Cyrus has always stated that he still loves the sub-bass sound, but he wants to turn away from the tear-out sound that went all bro-step. And it's curious to note that here in 2016, what was big for a while and with the super clubs full of EDM, it finally collapsed. So most of the vaunted clubs where they had played, in both Vegas, are parts of the uh, Ibiza Islands. Those places are starting to shut down a bit. Some of the musicians and producers in that scene have announced their retirement. This has actually been long being expected, so it's curious to see what bubbles up now as the new it sound for the clubs. In the background, you could probably consider this as a past contender for what would be the future. This is the future sounds of India with Shang. Hi. Two words there. And this is off the 1997 compilation Anoka, Sounds of the Asian Underground. And that album was curated by Talvin Singh, an Indian producer with English connections. It's kind of worth noting that almost 20 years hindsight now there's a couple Bollywood composers that appeared on the album including A.R. Rahman that are known for his Oscar winning music from Slumdog Millionaire we'll start veering away from uh, truly Indian sounds and we'll start with an Italian connection first and Nicola Conte is a Bari based DJ, producer, guitarist and band leader and he started off in the 90s with a fusion of acid jazz, bossa nova and Italian film score as of late, he's been more in the Latin jazz scene, as evidenced by his new album, 2016's Natural, with the singer Stefania De Piero. But we'll go back 15 years to his breakout album, Bossa Perdu, which the DC label 18th Street Lounge repressed from the Schema original. This will be Nicola Conte with Missione a Bombay. My name is Gak. This is Exploding Him Movies, CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
featuring a wide range of music from India, including popular music from the 1930s to the present. Rhythms India Alternating Sundays, 8 to 9 p.m. at CITR 101.9 FM. From the Beat Conductor series, specifically off volumes three and four, subtitled India. That was Madlib with Dark Alley Incidental Music. Madlib, well, he's a prolific producer from Oxnard, California. He's worked with folks like Doom, Jay Dilla, Snoop Dogg, and recently Kanye West, including some work on the recent Life of Pablo album, which seems to be revised constantly popping up on various streams and I guess at some point people can actually buy it. Most of us though are waiting for the sequel to 2004's Mad Villainy when Madlib collaborated with the MF Doom. And apparently the beats have been long been done at this point so we're just waiting for Doom to drop some vocals. 
As of late, though, Mad Lib did the soundtrack to the 2014 documentary The Beats. Our vinyl weighs a ton. Kind of referring to the Stones throw label where he normally works. And then uh, he also did a collaborative album last year with the rappers Med and then Blue. Now, we've definitely left the Indian Ocean at this point. Uh, and behind me, this is Frank Fitzpatrick with Late Night with Larry. And this is one of the Droit composer's pieces for TV and film. And most importantly, it's part of the original music that he wrote for the HBO series The Larry Sanders Show. And the TV satire was about a fake talk show and the conflict that you could see between the host's public appearance and then his real-life worries backstage. And it was a huge hit in the 90s, over six seasons. Helped boost HBO's reputation prior to shows like Oz, The Wire, and The Sopranos. So along with Jeffrey Tambor and Rip Torn, Larry Sanders starred Gary Shandling as the titular host. And it was based on his time occasionally filling in for Johnny Carson's The Tonight Show during the 80s. And at some point, Shandling was tipped to get his own talk show. But he opted to work for a fake one instead. And it served as a workplace comedy influenced such shows as 30 Rock and The Office. We're going to talk a little bit more about Shandling after one more Fitzpatrick piece from Larry Sanders. This will be Larry's theme. We'll then hear one more bit of TV relevance tied to Shandling before we talk about him. So, my name is Gak. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. No flipping. We have some good music still coming up. to learn about film and cultural perspectives from around the world, Real to Real Festival includes international family-friendly films and hands-on workshops. Running from April 8th to 15th, R2R has films, activities, behind the scenes, and more. Don't miss Sunday Fun Day. Spend the day watching and making animation. R2R is sure to delight, move, and amaze audiences of all ages. Check out r2rfestival.org for all the information. If I would write his theme song, 
I'm almost halfway finished. How do you like it so far? How do you like the theme to Gary show? This is the theme to Gary show, the opening theme to Gary show. This is the music that you hear as you watch the credits. We're almost to the part of where I start to whistle. Then we'll watch it's Gary Shandling show. That was Bill Lynch with This is the Theme to Gary's Show. And it was the theme to Gary Shandling's show known as It's Gary Shandling's Show. A Showtime sitcom that aired from 1986 to 1990 starring Gary Shandling. As you can tell by the lyrics to that theme, uh, which was written by Joey Carbone, uh, the entire concept was highly self-referential. Shandling would appear as himself, a stand-up comedian, in a, an apartment in Sherman Oaks, much like his very own place. And uh, much like George Burns did in the 50s, Shandling would break the fourth wall by recognizing that he was a sitcom character. And he would talk to the cameras. He would also talk to the audience in the middle of a scene. So did the other actors. And everyone was fully aware that they're on a sitcom. To the point that the audience would sometimes be part of the story. And everyone would interact with them. So Fox re-aired the show after a couple years, and Shandling developed a reputation for his observational comedy style based on smaller things in life. And he definitely served as a de facto inspiration to his good friend, during Seinfeld. Shandling originally started in comedy, well, just one day he stopped going to his engineering classes in Tucson, Arizona, and he drove down to Phoenix to meet with George Carlin. So not only did he catch a show, but he actually pitched selling some jokes to him. Carlin politely declined because he wrote his own material, but he sat down with him and went over his stuff and encouraged him. And eventually, Shandling became a, a sitcom writer, working on spec for shows like Sanford and Son and Welcome Back, Kadia. Worked through the ranks of the stand-up and comedy world, and then he got his first Carson appearance in 1981. Gave him some comedy specials, along with the rotating uh, fill-in host for him. And Sir built up his TV and film career. He was highly regarded in the comedy world for his self-deprecation and his ability to play, not nice, but in a realistic way. And overall, he had a very Buddhist take to life, which meant he didn't really sweat much detail. Shanling died of a heart attack that looked to have been related to hyperparathyroidism just this past March 24th. He was only 66 years old. In the background, this is the Expendable Youth from 2011. This song is Hey Yo. Up next, we got a tribe called Red, the Ottawa trio of Aboriginal musicians, and they've mixed together indigenous song styles with electronic music. They have a few dates here in British Columbia this April, starting off with a sold-out show at the Fortune Sound Club this Wednesday, April 6th. And that's at 147 East Pender. After a swing down to Bellingham, Washington on Thursday, April 7th to play at the Wild Buffalo House of Music. They up to Whistler for two free shows on Friday, April 8th as part of the World Ski and Snowboard Festival. So we're going to go back to 2013 off of their debut album, Nation to Nation. And this features some vocals from the Atikumeku group, the Northern Voice Singers. This will be a tribe called Red. 
with different heroes. Did you know that you have essentially the same number of bacterial cells living in and on you as human cells? 
Humans have evolved with these bacteria, passed down from mother to child for hundreds of millions of years. And scientists are now uncovering the significant role they play in an individual's health and disease. Want to learn more? Come to the next Personalized Medicine Public Talk on April 6th at the Vancouver Public Library downtown from 6 to 8 p.m. in the Alice McKay Room. Admission is free, but seats are limited. Register online now at lsi.ubc.ca. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Honkameenam-speaking Musqueam people. Missions I do work um as a crack the monotone chilling of the jazz so get your own smoking on repeat cause they try to dupe me of the best of the back but they can't do rap for us abstract original you can't get your own and that's pitiful I know I be the man if I cold yank the plug on R and B but I can't and that's wrong. Yeah. 
a kid. Just by all my brothers, I was rolling with my man. Did. Supposed to be my man, but now I wonder because you're feeble. I go out with the stories and I separate the eagles. It's your brain against my mind. But those about to boot out, or your nasty feelings, even though you say I'm bug out. Featuring a slinky bass solo from Jack DeJohnette's Directions. A song called Minya's the Mooch off the 1977 album New Rags. And uh, I just sort of dig that up because that bass line sounds so good. But the original is in a wacky like 10-8 time signature. So what happens is it doesn't have that sort of groove there. It just actually kind of it's a little stiffer. So big credit to the producers who reworked that. And then there's some drums there from Dr. Lonnie Smith's version of Spinning Wheel. There's a tribe called Quest, The Buggin' Out. That's off their 1991 landmark album, The Low End Theory. Though we know Q-Tip quite well from the Quest, that song was primarily in the lyrical hands of Fife Dog. Did the microphone check with the styles upon styles? Definitely played Quest recently. Alas, we have a sad reason to play it now, and the Fife has passed on. Otherwise known as the Five Foot Assassin or the Funky Diabetic, Fife Dog was the alias of Malik Isaac Taylor. The rapper went to high school with Q-Tip and Ali Shaheed Muhammad during the mid-80s. And although he's relatively silent on the Tribe Called Quest's debut from 1990, People's Instinctive Travels and the Paths of Rhythm, by the time of the low-end theory, everyone got to know the Fife's Trinidadian swagger. Serve his comedic touch, and of course his love of sports, which somehow kick-started into a trend of retro jerseys, as he always appeared on stage or in videos. And also reached the point he provided some commentary on ESPN. But yeah, the diabetes won out. Unfortunately, as you can tell by his reference to Dr. Pepper, who always had a bit of a sweet tooth. He had two kidneys replaced in his lifetime, but he died this past March 22nd from complications of that diabetes, and he was only 45. And earlier today, there was a tribute to his life at St. Albans Park, near where the tribe grew up in Queens, New York. Rest in peace, Five Dog. Behind me, this is the Ryan Oaks, with their 1969 instrumental take of Alan Toussaint's Tampin. And it's 8 o'clock, Pacific Daylight Time. As I look out the window, there actually is some daylight still going on. My name is Gak Lewis, and Exploding Movies are on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. And later on in the show, we'll listen to some non-proggy elements of Keith Emerson, late keyboardist for Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Anyways, uh, let's get some new music from Bibio. The English producer is back with a new album called The Mineral Love, and it's a revised sort of folktronic approach to music. So as Tampin fades out. It's time for a little town and country. This is Bibio here, exploding heavy with CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting from unceded Musqueam territory here in glorious Vancouver.
You like friends. Well, we like you. So become a member and get a Friends of CITR card. Not only does it make you special, it gets you all kinds of deals with our friends downtown, like 10% off at Bang On T-shirts, Beat Street Records, Studio Records, Community Thrift and Vintage, The Fall Tattooing, and more. Visit CITR.ca for more, or come check us out in the nest. Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you. Jack is missing. He's not ready.
with one of the tracks. That was a preview to their latest album, Don't Worry, It Will Be Dark Soon. That was Vancouver's own Roco Code with Panic Attack. Roco Code is the duo of Laura Smith and Andrew Braun. It's been four years since their previous album, their debut, Guns, Sex, and Glory. And uh, this week, they actually now have an album release party for that sophomore album, Don't Worry, It'll Be Dark Soon. And that will be at the Fox Cabaret this Friday, April 8th at 8 p.m. Show goes until 11 p.m. It sounds like there's a curfew there. Tickets start at $12. It's a 19 and older show. You can get tickets from Red Cat. Or you can get them online. And joining Roco Code for their party is I Am Forest and I Am You Are. And in the background here from London, Ontario, this is Power Palabras. This is a track that no longer appears on their SoundCloud, but somehow I had the wherewithal to download it at the time when it appeared. This track is known as R underscore E. The one thing I frequently found into in SoundCloud is once, if they allow the file to be downloaded, uh, sometimes the name of the file doesn't really match with the song. So afterwards, when you're trying to figure out what's going on, You'd have no idea. Alright, so upcoming soundtracks are out this week for new movies. Dana Loon's music for The Dark Horse is out. The weird thing is, I don't have a label associated with it. All I see is a big minus sign, so I'm not sure what's going on. Lakeshore Records uh, has uh, Gianni Ostinelli's score from Darling out. And, uh,. Definitely has an Indian name here. There's a song album score album from Sony Masterworks for uh, Darya Sharusha's music from Hardcore Henry. From High Strung, Nathan Lanier's music is out now through High Strung, at least out this week. Uh, Theodore Shapiro's work for The Invitation. Danny Elfman and the Newton Brothers collaborate together for their score from Before I Wake. For those of you big into making a murderer, but Lakeshore Records is a digital version of those music composed for that series by Kevin Kiner and Gustavo Santoalaja. The Argentine guitarist has won two Oscars in the past. And then Alberto Iglesias. His music for Julieta will be out later this week. As re-releases go, uh, there's some more Ennio Morricone coming out. Uh, his score to Alfonso Fan. Alonso Fan. That's out through GDM. Piero Piccioni score from Fermate Il Mondo, Voglio Scendere. will be out through Beat Records. Nina Rota was the limited edition of the first pressing of 500 copies of his score for Il Gatto Pardo. And then one that I'm looking forward to, and expect a profile soon once to get a copy of it, Brad Feidel's score to the 1984 original movie, The Terminator. We pressed onto wax. CD available as mp3 and uh, it's a score that's definitely been a bellwether of sorts if you think about John Carpenter's sinister synth music in the late 70s and this was an extension of it but it sort of highlighted the idea of how action movies could have something a little bit more austere anyways let's get some new music here from Vancouver's own Black Mountain. Their new album, Four, is out through Jag Jaguar. They'll be coming to town next month as a bit of a homecoming tour thing. 
I'll have some more music by that point, especially because there's some great long tracks on it. But here's one of their sort of new wavy songs here. This is Black Mountain with Cemetery Bleeding.
Liveband.com is Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. New shows are added daily by the city's most active promoters, musicians, and by the driving force of the music scene, the fans. Liveband.com's listings are different because they are integrated with profiles updated by bands and business owners as they promote upcoming events. Check out the archives to see how closely we've worked within the community to put on the shows you love. Visit LiveMusicVancouver.com for the latest independent and major label event listings. LiveVan.com, Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar.
from New Westminster, those Black Wizard with the Priest, and that's off of their latest album, New Waste, uh, through the Listenable label. Originally, I had some other Black Wizard lined up, but I didn't realize they had uh, a new album out, but that's uh, the wonders of research right there. And before Black Wizard, we heard Black Mountain of the new album, Four. That's the Roman numeral IV. We heard Cemetery Bleeding. And yeah, I guess we're kind of on a metal kick right now. Not something I really had anticipated, but here we are. Because behind me from Saskat- Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, the shooting guns off of the recently profiled here on Exploding Head Movies movie, Wolf Cop. This is Suda. And yeah, if you check the podcast, either subscribe through iTunes, or if you just go to www.citr.ca, look up Exploding Head Movies, you'll find our profile about the werewolf police officer movie. Yeah, there is a sequel coming. From Black Wizard to Wizards, we're going to stay in Saskatoon. For this next act, they're known as The Wizards. And uh, their latest album came out last year, and it's The Wizards spelt backward. Uh, you would pronounce that as Strazib. S-D-R-A-Z-I-W. But we're going to go back to 2013. Off of Loser Surf Death. This will be the Wizards here with Fish Eyed. Uh, we'll follow up with some uh, more noisy Vancouver acts before we just, as usual, veer all over the place. Before we bring the Prague back. Either via the Hammond or the Moog with Keith Emerson. But yeah, Wizards up next. Exploding Head Movies. CITR, Vancouver.
only a dream. It's 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 only a dream. Power Chord. Every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. Here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. <laughs> Off their 2014 cassette, Bachelors of Art, was Vancouver's own Other Jesus, with their critique 
of certain artists today. That was Modern Art. And their latest album came out last year, pressed onto wax, and it was called Everything is Problematic. And you can catch up on an interview with Other Jesus on a recent article that appeared in Discorder Magazine, the longtime cousin of CITR Radio. In the background here, this is Makurasu 82-99, off of a self-titled 2014 release. This is the edit of Akogare. And researching this is complicated, partly the Japanese language, but there's also there's references to video game composers like Nagishi Takayuki. But there's some heavy sampling and some other music co-opting from... Uh, you know, some of the Japanese games and TV shows, so quality. Although I still need to comprehend it. At some point, I do want to talk about what happened to the Railway Club last week since it shut down, but might have to save that for another time as I try to for digest that news. But Shindig's longtime home was there. But for those of us who knew it at the end, it was never the same, but still, it's a great way for me and others to have met people upon moving to Vancouver, understand the music scene, and then just otherwise strengthen relationships. Well, I'll put it with Toronto with Slim Twig. And this is off of his, his most recent album last year's Thank You for Sticking with Twig. This will be The Fog of Sex, N-S-I-S. <laughs> Thank you. 
On Saturday, April 16th, CJSF and CITR are bringing you Record Store Day, a full noon to 7 p.m. broadcast from locations all around Vancouver. There will be live bands, interviews, prizes, and more at your favorite locations. Beat Street, Vinyl, Red Cat, and Neptune. Come on down or tune in on Saturday, April 16th on CJSF 90.1 FM or CITR 101.9 FM. I should have played that earlier in the show. With one of those names, especially with an album title that is, uh, you'd think, impossible to Google. Those are the Toronto Thrash Synth Punk Act cell phone off of 2014's Excellent Condition. That was Dirt Angels. Love it when they fuse different noise elements that way. Behind me, this is Keith Emerson with his take of a Johann Sebastian Bach piece. Prelude 24, and this appears to the score to the film La Chiesa, from which we'll listen to some other music shortly, since we are doing a Keith Emerson profile soon. 
despite how much time I have left on the show, so we'll get on with it. But uh, we'll do a detour to Halifax first. Walrus are one of the bands that play on the Psych Tongues label, and this is a single from 2013. The song is simply okay. Stay tuned. We'll get some more intense organ action here for you. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. 
For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theater, visit their website at www.riotheater.ca. Hello, everybody. You are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR. From the score to the 1980 Italian supernatural horror film Inferno. We heard Keith Emerson there. First with a short crew called The Library and behind me. This is Cigarettes, Ices, etc. And uh, Inferno was sort of a thematic sequel to Suspiria, the 1977 film that uh, was one of Argento's best and is part of Argento's Three Mothers trilogy. Although it took uh, another 30 years before it completed 2007's The Mother of Tears. And Emerson provides all the keyboard work because that's what he's best known for. So Keith Emerson, the Emerson of Emerson, Lake and Palmer, recently passed away. We're going to do a quick profile on some of the music that he had wrote for films, which appeared on a three-album set from 2014 called At The Movies, although it had been released two times before. Summerson was born November 1944, and he was part of various bands before he uh, ended up joining The Nice. And uh, he was uh, famous for a lot of adaptations, primarily rock arrangements of classical music and jazz. But after leaving The Nice, he brought his Hammond organ with him to become part of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, one of the big progressive rock supergroups. And he was known for being one of the end pioneers of using the Moog synthesizer. Not only in the recording studio, especially for its kind of pop music debut with the Emerson, Lake, and Palmer song, Lucky Man, but also on tour, despite the uh, analog synth finicky approach to tuning, no matter what the temperature is. So, we're going to hear a few cues of his music work, and we're going to start off from uh, a Sylvester Stallone and Rutger Hauer film from 1981. It was Nighthawks, about a New York cop fighting off a European terrorist. And we're going to listen to the main theme by Keith Emerson here on Exploding Him Movie CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver.
So we had a triple shot of Keith Emerson there. They started off with the main theme from the 1981 film Nighthawks. Then we went to 1989, as evidenced by uh, the uh, wacky drum machine stuff that we heard from the Italian film The Church, otherwise known as La Chiesa, or The Cathedral of Demons. Another Dario Argento film. We heard uh, the main theme. And then uh, we ended with the Emerson's take of Akira Ifukubi's legendary theme to Godzilla. And that's taken from Emerson's work on the 2004 film Godzilla Final Wars, which he co-composed with uh, Nobuhiko Morino and Daisuke Yano. And yeah, Keith Emerson. The heyday of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer were in the 70s. Albums like Tarkus, and then other sort of uh, classical co- covers like Vampire from Modern Common Man. During the 80s and 90s, he did a lot of film score work, but 2010 he reunited with uh, Greg Lake for a duo tour, so it was just Emerson and Lake, and they had a bit of a one-off reunion show in London to celebrate the band's 40th anniversary. Emerson's last album was The Three Fates Project, which was out in 2012, but after a year of years of alcohol abuse and depression, but one thing that really took care of him, unfortunately... Uh, he developed nerve damage that hampered his ability to play, so it made him anxious about upcoming performances. So Keith Emerson uh, committed suicide by gunshot on March 10th this year at his home in Santa Monica when he was 71 years old. At some point we could definitely dig up a bit more of a prog rock theme, but fortunately since I just came back from India, we're going to save that for another time, but we'll see. Maybe we'll get all Genesis on you another time. That's going to be it for Exploding Head Movies this week, coming up shortly. Real shortly. It's Gavin Walker, and he brings you THE Jazz Show. So stay tuned for three-ish hours of the straight goods until Gavin just has to run out. So stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening broadcast. If you missed any of this week's episode, you can grab the podcast or the playlist from the Exploding Head Movies show page. Just go to www.citr.ca. Look up the schedule. If you're on your computer now, you could probably dig up the show itself since it should be on the banner. So you can catch up on past shows and other information there. Otherwise, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at 100 Air and Exploding Head Movies is also on Facebook and Tumblr, but you can email me anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. So next week, we'll get our jet lags shaken off and maybe we'll do some Venture Brothers or maybe some Shogun Assassin or maybe we'll dig up some old video game music from like Grim Fandango or something. Otherwise, next Saturday, it is Record Store Day, so maybe we'll do a preview tied to that. But we'll see. I know the last day of UBC class is here this Friday, so I know exam time's about to kick in, but the sun out, we should be able to enjoy it with what we can. Otherwise, it's the opening day of baseball. Good stuff. Behind me, this is Electric Ninja. It's like a Toronto-Tokyo collaboration from the 70s. Off of the Ready or Not, Deep Jazz Gurus from the CBC Radio Canada Archive 1967 to 1977. Electro Ninja here with the Star of India. And we'll close with one last Keith Emerson cue. We talked a lot about Inferno before. About a man looking for his sister who was killed in a New York apartment. Which was occupied by witches. Let's listen to the main theme. My name's Gak. Stay tuned to CITR. If you like the music behind me, Gavin could do a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, he can. <laughs> he wasn't sure for a while, but yeah. 
He's got a few minutes to whip something up. Enjoy. You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker coming right up right now. (laughs) 